Okay, this is the second clip. I shouldn't, I mean, it doesn't matter whether I say this or not, but this is the second clip because the previous one was just, I had the gain set up way too high and it, yeah, it didn't sound good. That was awful. So here's my second try at my fourth podcast, which is a version of my, I decided to shoot more of the hip with, uh, with my uh, with my podcast, I don't want to just read the articles or the the bits I wrote. It feels too boring and it it feels a bit lazy. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to just you know I'll I'll look at it and uh, go through the notes and and you know to to share the the, the you know the, the the basic outlines of of the idea of of what I wrote. So if you want to write my more um, planned more organized uh, version of of this of this topic you can go to the the website because um it's defined that.com one word define that um and have a read and see you know what i have to say on that it'd be very useful if you could um it'd be i'd be very grateful and also if you want you know if you could share it that'd be that would even better um on any of the platforms that you're on facebook twitter you know um what's your instagram and so forth so um but yeah uh it's about swearing, uh, and the, the the title is actually um, "I swear it's good for you." I was quite chuffed with that uh, <laughs> heading, um, but it's about you know how do we how how do you treat how do you treat swearing in the house, especially with young children? And to be honest, our household it's pretty liberal. You know, we 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 are very relaxed when it comes to kids swearing, um, and it's partly because of you know it comes from my experience. My mum used to she used to be a own several privately owned day nurseries and I've basically grown up with kids around me the whole time I mean her first day nursery was when she started her, started her first one when I was five years old this was in South Africa but um I was five and I've been growing up and I've you know gone to the point where we I've worked with her I've even actually built up two other schools with her as, as business owners and we sold it off and moved to the UK um so I've been around kids. I've seen kids come in into our day nursery and I've seen them gone into high school and also, you know, finish high school. So I, I've, I've learned a lot through experience um, and seen a lot, you know, of how different families approach different things. And to be honest with you, and, and swearing, kids, the kids who are the more conservative kids versus the children who, uh, or children who grew up in a more conservative home, um, and the kids who were more liberal, who were allowed to curse and swear, or the mums and dads were more relaxed about it, there's not real, really a big difference between behaviour. Apart from the one thing that I picked up is in later life, the kids who are more conservative tend to be, you know, when they leave the house or the home, they tend to be, you know, they overcompensate when it comes to something like cussing, and and you know, they become completely foul mouth to the point where even the liberal kids are, are blushing. Um, it, but that is my experience. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, the general trend of things um but that's kind of led me to to intuitively believe that if the more you make an issue about cussing the more the children see it as something that's you know a curiosity or you know a taboo and they would like to you know um they might overcompensate later and then we do the same with our diet we, we try to in the house stay away from sugars and refined foods but every second week we allow a cheat day where the kids can have a mcdonald's or whatever their heart desires if it's a pizza or a a tub of ice cream it's fine for that day they're allowed to have that indulgence um it's just to you know not to make it too much of a taboo or too much of a curiosity um and um but at this at the same time we need to learn that you know our bodies for us you know we try to to teach our kids that and and what we believe is that if you look after your body your body would would look after you you know most of the you know and most considering that there's no 
illness that befalls you that's genetic, um, that you're genetically disp disp uh, disposed to. But um, yeah, so, so to get back to the swearing, um, I actually, what helped me vindicate a lot of my beliefs is that is a book by Emma Byrne, which is Swearing is Good for You. Um, the Amazing Science of Bad Language. I actually have the book here in front of me. It's a very good book. It's a fun read as well. She's a scientist. And um, so it's not something that, you know, she has a feeling for or something she just wants to advocate. But it's, it's you can, she went deep into the science and the, you know, the psychology of swearing. And I think she's on to, she made some really strong points. And one of the bigger takeaways take that, that I took took away from it is the, is the difference between, um, propositional and non-propositional swearing so propositional is basically intended swearing you know that you're going to swear or you swear for deliberately and then you get non-propositional swearing where it's just you know you're to the point where you're so frustrated or something is so exciting that you can't help but swear um and um that i think that's where if if you want to if you want to manage or you want to kind of uh, um well, yeah, you want to parent on the on the on the matter of 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 swearing. I think that's where it becomes important to to distinguish to 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 uh, uh, to, to separate the two the to separate the um, propositional from non-propositional. So my t my four year old is at the moment a master at propositional swearing because he's obviously testing the water to see what fits and what sticks and what doesn't work. Um, so he's he he tends to drop the um, the old f bomb or cuss word at the most inappropriate times. Possible. I mean, the child has a gift <laughs> to completely and utterly humiliate his mother's mother and father, even though we're liberal about it. it. You know, you still you still have to. It takes some serious, serious. <laughs> uh, um, how can I say? You you need some serious, uh, uh, um, a serious attitude of not giving a damn what other pe people think of you if you can walk through. You know, a, a crowded space, and your four-year-old just rips it with a with a f bomb, and be cool with it, and just walk in as nothing's happened. Um, but yeah, so here's a story to to illustrate my point. <laughs> we went to Country File last year, which is 2017, uh, the, the BBC Country File at Blenheim Palace in Woodstock in Oxfordshire. If you ever have the uh, the opportunity to go, go. It's good fun. It really is for the entire family, and. Um, but uh, we were walking around, and he, we were, we were actually moving through one of the more quiet areas where they were doing, obviously, <laughs> they were doing, um, they were bo bo boat making, boat builders. Uh, so it's by hand, and it's beautiful. These old uh, boats being still built by hand and and uh, crafted, and the you know the exhibition was there, and people were deeply interested in looking at you know this craft, and. It, you know, it's in the silence and deep concentration that my four-year-old just let rip something to the line of, what the F is going on here? And <laughs> I don't know if it's the, 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 the silence that made him feel uncomfortable or he wanted to, he was trying to elicit an exp a, a response or something, but um, he dropped the line and there was this collective kind of sigh, you know, the <gasps> and then the first thing that came into my mind is how can I, how can I pin this on mum? <laughs> Like, how can I make, like, it's my wife, it's not me. I don't know why. Like, it's just an instinctive thing. I know it's stupid, but, but, but yeah. Anyway, so it was this collective sigh. We froze, waiting for a response, and people just started laughing, which I, I'm pretty sure is just a shock response. People didn't know how to respond, so they laughed. And uh, we took that as a cue to quickly leave while everyone's still smiling. 
and uh, we, we, we walked off and it was at that time that I had to go, you know, to my kid, listen, it's not appropriate in, in, you know, it's not appropriate in public, especially in a situation like this where, you know, the formal, the, or the, not the formal, but the dress code is effectively mainly tweed. Um, let's not, let's not, if you know, let's not use those words where it's not appropriate. And um, that's, I think, part of being a parent is to 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 distinguish, distinct, make a clear distinction between propositional and non-propositional swearing. With my nine-year-old, he's he when he curses or when he when he when he swears, it's non-propositional. If he swears, I know he's eitherly, he's either extremely excited or he's defeated. He's just completely and utterly defeated, or you know, it's deeply emotional um, issues. And that's kind of what uh, what Emma Byrne explains in the book, and and, uh, and I took away from it is. You know, sure you have the propositional part where you want to you want to throw the word in for effect, to, you know, but then you have non-propositional, which I think is the important one for me as a parent is to say, if I can sense non-propositional swearing in my kid, then I know this. it's time to jump in because it's something that's defeated my child emotionally. He can't, you know, it's, it's and I mean this not on a negative side, if he's, you know, working on a project or he's studying or something is just a, a math problem is just getting to him. And I hear him cuss. It's not stop cussing. That's not the you know, that's that's bad language. It's how can I help you? How can we approach this from let's 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 change our direction. Step away from it for a minute and let's just cool down. And how can we address this from a different position, such you know, a different angle? Um, there is they did a study or she explains or she, she goes through a study that's actually with chimps where they they um, I think this is, I hope this is related, but just trying to follow me. Um, uh, the chimps were, were kind of, they disliked one of the, the, the people who, you know, worked in the lab and they would fling their feces at the excrement at this person, as most apes do. And, you know, if they don't, don't like anyone or something. And uh, they taught these chimps how to sign language. And instead of uh, throwing their feces at the person, they would start sign, signaling the sign for poo. Um, you know, <laughs> this person walked into the room. Like I have to imagine what it must be like to be this person when you walk into a room full of chips and they just <laughs> start signaling poo. So anyway, so that the, the the point being that you know once we've learned language, it seems like once we had learned to to use our, our words, we used we started using that instead of doing stuff like throwing bricks and or stones and spears and poo at at other people. Um, so language is extremely important. However, what you also mentioned is there's a bit where they did a study on people who has had damage to the left temporal lobe of their brain, where if you're right-handed, that's where your language center is located. And that, that made them, and I hope I've got the word correct, but asphasic, um, that, that, that caused them to not be able to connect the correct word to the, to, to the correct object um, or schema. So for instance, if they would say, um, if you look at a book, they would say car, or a child would be a would be a tree, or they would. You know, it's completely jumbled. It's they know what they want to say, but they can't connect. They can't get the right words to come out. Um, however, the only the one thing they could. So they were showing what they were doing. They were showing them in images of a child, of a car, and then telling them what it is, and then they would say, you know, the wrong word. Apart from one thing, when they <laughs> show them pictures of um, politicians. They would perfectly, with the correct kind of emotional <laughs> emotional response, swear, you know, have a, a cuss word to express their deep feelings towards this person, um, which is which tells us or which which kind of suggests that maybe swear words are not linked to language senses, but more towards emotional senses. It's a deeply emotional response. 
Um, which again, I think is why to me, this is non-propositional swearing with my kid is such a powerful indicator, such a powerful tool that helps me to know when he, when, 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 you know, when does the situation need me to step in and help him emotion and take him through this, help him understand what's going on um, with him. Cause it's just, I think at that point, it's just with, I mean, even with ourselves, when we swear, it's at a point where we, where you have no, you cannot think clearly. It's just something has defeated your your ability to to be you know introspective about it or, or explain it. Um, the flip side goes for something that is immensely pleasurable. If you if you do extreme sports or I mean I we I scuba scuba dive and and my first my first shark dive was just <laughs> it was just a rhyme of 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 very explicit <laughs> explicit words and but it was it was just such an amazing experience. I couldn't get it out any other way not a single you can have the you know you can have stephen fry levels of exquisite poetry coming out of your mouth it would not explain or would not be able for me to express the the amazing feeling it was to to dive with these these massive creatures it just wouldn't it's just it, it's what it is um so yeah, that's what I. That's how we feel about swearing. Obviously, it's not you know everyone's cup of tea. I'm sure there's going to be a few people. If anyone listens to this to this podcast ever, uh, apart from myself and my mum, there would be some people disagreeing with this, and that's fine. I mean that you, whatever floats your boat. But it's a. Uh, I'd be you know I would I'd be I would love to and be fascinated to hear other people's views and opinions on this, on swearing. You know, obviously propositional swearing is one where you have to understand or explain to the child and socialize them and say there are certain times where it's not appropriate to swear you know when we're in public when you're at school when you're at certain certain places where it's where there are other people you have to respect their peace and quiet <laughs> and their ears um and and just you know understand that you, you can't swear it's something like for instance when the grandparents are here we really try them to understand that you know grandpa and grandma do not like it when you swear so please try to you know put a damper on it just to have some conscientiousness as well with regards to propositional but it will happen that the non-propositional one will step in and then grandpa and grandma just has to has to accept it and, and deal with it unfortunately um but there are like i said propositional yes that's the one i think that we need to monitor but also not on a not on a kind of don't make it taboo i think in our experience it's better than to say when it comes to propositional swearing is are there other, other words or other ways that we can explain this um can we maybe get find a better way of of of, of getting our, our our message across and um with a four-year-old you know that's the main challenge of the day is to get them to use their words and not just yell at their brother their siblings um or throw them with stuff you know teach them sign language I, in actual fact i've been to a so a few play areas and soft play areas where there's a couple of toddlers who could do with some proper sign language because crikey, <laughs> it's like some kids out there. Whew, it's scary. But um, okay, but, but, but moving on, it's just um, that's my that's my bit on swearing. It's, um, it was it was uh, quite a good read. Go go check it out if you haven't you know already. Swearing is good for you by by Emma Bine. It's on my blog. Go have the read. See what you think about it. Let me know what you think. I would really like to learn from other from other parents. Um, that's you know we're all in it together. It's that whole thing of of um, you know it takes a village to raise a child. We need to share information so we can learn and be ready to learn. You know, open minded to to be wrong um, and uh, and adjust. But uh, so far the fruits have been 
there have been very good, you know, good fruits that have come from from my approach on this, and, and I've been able to help my, especially my eldest, quite a lot with dealing and understanding his emotions, and and expressing himself. So um, he's he's swearing has kind of reduced quite a lot. Um, to the point where you know, I, I rarely hear him swear apart from non-propositional. <laughs> the four-year-old, um, <laughs> yeah, he sounds like he sounds like a, a like a rapper. He's <laughs> the, kid, the kid, the kid's quite gangster at the moment, but we're working on it and we're we're trying to pull it back. And uh, he's getting better, uh, but uh, it's good fun. It's it's yeah, it's just it's a spice a spice of life, I suppose. And it's part of those things where you'll have stories. It's already a story for us to tell as parents, you know, and look, what else? Froze. No, there we go. <laughs> please, please, please share. I depend on people like 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 you. No need to If anyone should ever listen to this, because get, uh, get, I can't be bothered. I really don't like the platform, but if you use it and you love it, please um, share it. Uh, Twitter, um, you name it, it's on there. The website, defineout.com. Yeah, I would love to hear from you, really. Like, keep in touch. Um, and uh, keep an eye out for the next